Hello, everybody. It's me, Steve. And it's me, Cass. And together we are... Cass and Steve. Cass and Steve. <laughs> I don't that know if we're not recording. I don't think it went together, but we're singing it for anyway, you. We want to personally invite you to start your year with a bang. We are coming to Utah the 5th of January, so we want to invite you to join us for that live training. It's going to be packed with energy, fun. It's the perfect way to kick off your 2019. Everybody's got goals, different ideas of how they want to live their best life, and this is the perfect way to get started. Our live event is going to be at the Lehigh Hilton. And the closest airport is to the Salt Lake City, Utah airport. It's about a 20 minute drive from there and there are a lot of hotels right around that area. I also wanted to invite you if you want to join us for lunch. We have an exclusive private group for lunch and you can sign up for that right there on the website. So we are just thrilled. We are so thrilled for you guys to be there and it's almost sold out. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. So we want to invite you. You can find all details online and we have a 2019 special deal. Even when you come with a friend, it is very cheap. So you have the opportunity to join the live training 5th of January in Utah. So we see you all there. Get on it, jump on it, jump on it, jump on it. There, guys. <laughs> Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> And good night. Oh my God, it is the holidays. One of my favorite times of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It would be better if you shut up though. So, <laughs> it would be better I if I didn't have to look at you in a onesie As a full-grown man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me tell you one thing. We're recording a Christmas episode. I want to put on my onesie in the look with snowflakes. Can you see it? Oh, you're so festive. Yeah. So we're doing this over FaceTime. We're in different locations. Steve is in Barcelona, and I am in Utah. And I am looking at Steve in a very yeah. fun onesie. Yeah, and look at my Christmas tree, my little barfy christmas tree <laughs> it's I like mean, uh who is it the little snoopy's christmas tree yeah just a couple lights and done that's it Aww. but you know what for some reason this year and i'm not the only one this year has been so crazy busy my friend i was just talking to her after my fitness class that i taught She says, I didn't even put up a tree this year. This year, I am focusing more on experiences rather than the traditional things of maybe the store, things that you buy, commercial things. Yeah. So there is something, life is a little bit crazy. And, and if you only put up a little tiny tree with a couple little lights, that's enough. Yeah. You know, my flat is so small, so a big tree would literally lose half. <laughs> so we put up a little tree, a couple of lights, but at night, you know, we put on the lights and they sparkle and it gives that energy. The good thing, the cool thing about Spain is they don't just buy a Christmas tree. They buy eucalyptus. Wait, let me see if you can see it. We put it here. Can you see it, Cass? Oh, yeah, of course. It's, like eucalypt it's eucalyptus, and what happens is that it fills the whole room with that 
fest of eucalyptus smell and yeah. it's something we don't do in Belgium, but we do it here in Spain and I really love it. I'm going to do it every single year. Well, no matter where I live, I'm going to do it wherever I am. So, well, anyway, um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And a happy new year for later. <laughs> and Merry Christmas Eve, just in case I don't see you. And Merry yeah. Christmas Eve before the Eve. Yeah, but you know I'm, what? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a trip this year, so I won't be home. Does that normally... mean that you're on a trip away from me as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> as far as I can get. I literally looked at the globe and I put a pin in Utah and then I looked at the other side of the world. What where is there? Is that? <laughs> That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be, hoping that the Wi-Fi does not go half the world. <laughs> anyway, connection. Anyway, normally what I do is we, this is the first time in 40, don't worry about that, in my <laughs> whole life <laughs> that I'm going to be celebrating Christmas, not at home. I'm going to be away from my family and we always celebrate it at my oldest sister's place and we're all together and i really love it i love cooking and preparing everything i think it's really cool so this year i'm actually going to be in the maldives which is totally on christmas energy like i mean yeah. one tree and then you put that christmas hat on your hat it just <laughs> so this year is going to be a different feeling but you know i i've really thought about that a number of times like Maybe my kids are at the age now where they don't need a bunch of things, but let's do a vacation or a getaway. And then we keep getting sucked back into, oh, but we're not going to be able to be with any of our family if we end up going too far. So there is something about the holidays that you really want to be by those you love, but I think it's a good change. And I just know that that vacation for you is going to be priceless in the effects that it gives you for just going into a whole new year. Yeah, so I am trying to make up for those 10 days that I'm going to be in paradise. What I'm doing at home now is put on my onesie the moment I get home, <laughs> put on thick woolen socks, have a cup of soup, some Spicolos cookies, mm -hmm. and just sit by myself drinking a cup of soup. Drinking. Why don't you guys do a pre-Christmas Eve there? I did. I did. No, we did actually last week in Bruges with my okay. two sisters. Okay. Did that. Yeah. But we're maybe planning to invite John's family here for a pre-Christmas little Christ yeah. dinner. Christmas dinner. Christmas no dinner. You better have turkey for the Christmas <laughs> dinner. You know, one of our favorite things that my family does around Christmas time is we go caroling. So caroling. that is caroling. Yeah. So we go door to door. We all meet. We have like a quick soup and salad for dinner. And we put together these really kind of great gift baskets with cookies and brownies and candies and cakes. And then we go and we visit about 10 different houses. And really? it always ends In up taking about every person basically gets to pick their own family. So there's some people that we've been caroling to for maybe... 10, 15 years every single year. So it's a surprise. You We knock on the door. Yeah. You knock on the door. They open and you go, ah, you start singing. And it's a group of 25 of us. And my family, really, it's 
it's very loud and lots of different harmonies going on. And so it's really a fun tradition. And in fact, this year we were going to head to Arizona early. We're going to actually drive to Arizona on Christmas day. We're going to do Christmas brunch here at my house. And then we're going to drive to Arizona, but I was getting this feeling like, oh, I want to go to Arizona earlier to kind of feel like I get a vacation. And then my kids were like, but what about caroling? So we decided <laughs> we decided to not go early and we're going to drive there on Christmas Day instead. I mean, our lives are so different. Not one person in my song and my family can hit one note. <laughs> I mean, my youngest sister thinks she can sing, but it's nobody dares to tell her. <laughs> but, you know, but, I realize with singing, it's something that is very much passed down from generation to generation. Oh, so if your yeah. parents didn't sing, it's harder for you to hear it because my my cousin, who is my best friend all growing up, she texts me and she said, what are the songs that you and Bridget are harmonizing to and singing to lately? And I want to teach those to my girls. And I said, well, you know, the thing about Bridget is that girl can pick out a harmony on any song. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, just picks it out, can sing it. So I said, I'll have to figure out one. We'll just record it. And then you can teach it to your girls. Cause she's like, well, I'm not dealing with that. I need to teach my <laughs> girls to hear it first. Let's so. try you and I. I'm on the. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> the thing is, right now we have a little bit of a delay because we're not in the same country or by each other. So there's no way us singing on a harmony will work. <laughs> okay, turn away the screen. Let's try it. Three, two, one. But we have to do a song I can actually harmonize to. How about Silver Bells? Never heard of that. Really? Silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. You've never heard that song. I can sing, last Christmas, I gave, gave you my, me heart. my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. Give it away. See, I can do that. <laughs> okay, just for the people listening, I mean, self-spot. No, how do you say that? When you can laugh with yourself. Uh, laugh with yourself. Laugh with yourself <laughs> is very important if you don't know how to sing. I think laughing at yourself is one of the greatest gifts that you actually can give yourself. Life does not have to be serious. Please. I love to laugh at the little things in life. Yeah. And the good thing is when you can, when you show people you can laugh with yourself, you give them kind of permission to laugh with them. <laughs> no, it's so it's so true. It's like, listen, it's I'm going to laugh at myself. So can I laugh at you? Please. <laughs> or can I about you? So yeah. they, they will accept that better. That's totally true. So I was listening to a podcast, not only our podcast, but another podcast, and they were talking about insult, uh, insult comedy. Love it. Yeah. Rose. And she said, listen, if I insult you while I'm doing my comedy act, because she's a comedian, she said, this shows you I love you. And that was something that you told me a long time ago. Like, Cass, you cannot take these things so serious. I cannot have to watch what I say around you. You should be able to laugh at yourself. And it's something <laughs> I had to learn to actually do. And it has been so freeing 
to just not take myself so freaking serious. Like who really cares? Nobody. We are not perfect. And laughing about our imperfections is freaking awesome. I love it. Me too. I mean, I have more about you than my imperfections, but. (laughs) I mean, mine are a little easier to spot. (laughs) You're you're starting to catch on. You're starting to sometimes that that one hit (laughs) get me right. Yeah, I get you right where it, I I get you right where it counts in the nuts or in the crotch. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Not the first. In the nudge. In the Mm -hmm. nudge. And when I, when I get you real good, I can see it. And it brings me such delight to have (laughs) burned you in such a way that somewhat is damaging. It brings me great victory. (laughs) Is that one time we were talking about that in the gay world, sometimes we have different types of men. Remember? Mm -hmm. I thought it was so cool. So an otter. (laughs) Another man is like the sporty, a little bit hairy, beard guy. And then you have a beer, which is bigger type of man. And Big, one time, furry, kind of fatter. And yeah. an otter is much more lean and athletic. Exactly. And I say, well, I think I'm an otter. <laughs> and I said, well, you might have been, but right now you're transitioning into a bear. <laughs> and your face I think we were eating something like super oh. delicious like candy or something and you just looked at me like I hate was, you right now that's the best joke ever <laughs> and we laughed for about 20 minutes oh yeah yeah right this there I mean that was so I was so proud of myself I just really got to where it counts oh yeah right in my nuts uh, <laughs> knockers I got to all so actually Christmas time for me I'm, a lot of people say oh I'm, I'm not really into all that commercial thing but it's totally what you make out of it and for me I mean it's dark outside I love putting out the candles and when I'm in Bruges we put on the the fire and I love cooking having the house smell of fresh baked cake fresh yeah. baked food um, John, whenever he walks into the the kitchen, there's always something that just been baked or just been made. So, it I, I like that energy. It's it's probably an energy or a, a feeling that I never really had myself when I was a kid, and I always imagined. You know, you see it in movies, people together, and so the the mom is baking some cookies in the kitchen, and the whole house smells of cinnamon cookies and. You're just in the sofa falling asleep on that smell. I love it. And I never had it, but it's kind of like what I love to do now for Christmas, just cooking, cooking, cooking. So can I ask you what, at what point did you say, I didn't have these certain things in my life, but I want to create them and I'm going to do it? Because... I realized that if I want to make the best out of my life, I have to do it myself. I yeah. have to and walk in the room and set the temperature myself. I mean, this is the, one of the things that we talked about in the podcast is you have bad lighting there. I have really bad lighting on my face. It looks like I'm a, a ghost, <laughs> a ghost of Christmas so, past. 
Oh my God. So um, for me in my life, I realize if I want a nice Christmas, if I want to set the tone for Christmas, I shouldn't be waiting for other people to do it. Whatever happens in my life, if I want something, I should be the one taking steps and taking steps forward and doing it. You know, but some people have a problem with this. So I read when I was first married, the proper care and feeding of husbands. And I remember my stepdad gave me this book and I was first off, I'm like, I don't cook. And he said, it's no, it's not a cooking book at all. It's proper (laughs) care and feeding of husbands. And one of the things that it talks about is taking initiative. And if you want to have that marriage, treat your husband the way that would mirror the marriage that you want. And part of me was thinking, well, why doesn't he treat me that way? Why does it have to be in my hands? Why do I have to take initiative? Why do I have to be the one? A very selfish, young, married person thinking. And the truth is that that lesson applies to every single thing in your life. If you want to be a great spouse, a great friend, a great uh, cousin, a great brother, a great mom, you have to be the one to create it. And the second you realize that that is actually your power, that actually becomes your reward as well. Because when you do, when you create that atmosphere for that Christmas feeling with you and John and with you and your family, regardless of if that was created for you, you still get the reward of it. Totally. You put the hard work in and you get the reward. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about myself being kind of selfish, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Ends up creating a beautiful atmosphere for everybody. Yeah. So, um, Like if I say, you know, one of the most important things I want to do for Christmas is I want that, 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 that. But the reason why I want it is not really for me. It's for other people. I love to cook food, but if nobody would eat it, I wouldn't cook it. I love to put up this tree, but if I would be by myself, it would be a different feeling. I love to put up these eucalyptus plants because I want... Every single night when John comes home from his class that he opens the door and he has that smell. So yeah. the the selfish reason why I'm doing most of the things is not for myself. I'm doing for yeah. other people because yeah, I love their reaction. And I think it's beautiful. I think um I think it's great if you know that the purpose of the real you and this is something we talk about in our trainings and I think yeah we even practice it in the training so we're if you're coming to the training in 2019 you will see what we're talking about but we're talking about the real core you it's not what you do it's not who you are it's really who you do it for and what the purpose is for it it's a passion and a person wait a passion (laughs) a a passion and a purpose together yeah and i think when you feel that the real purpose that you're doing something is to bring other people joy. Mm. It is very fulfilling. One of the reasons why I push myself to be the mom I want to be, or be the wife I want to be, and I'm not always great at it. But the reason why is because of the environment that I want created for other people. I want them to feel stable when they come home, knowing that their mom and their wife 
loves Mm. them. You know, one of my favorite things that we did growing up. So my parents were divorced. So we spent Christmas Eve with my dad, Christmas morning with my mom, Christmas night with my dad. So every Christmas Eve, we would go up to Salt Lake City, which is like an hour from me, 45 minutes from me. And we would sing at the rest home. So my mom's tradition is caroling. My dad's tradition was singing at the rest home. So that's like an old folks home. And we would go and we would have a big Christmas program. And from when I was a tiny little girl, I remember being pushed to try and be brave and sing in front of these people, even though they couldn't hear what I was saying at all. I mean, they couldn't (laughs) hear it well, at least. They were losing their, their hearing for sure. But we would go and sing to them because my dad wanted to really instill the true meaning of Christmas, which is bringing joy to other people. And sometimes that's for people who cannot get it for themselves. And that was really a beautiful memory growing up. And it's something that we have lost since my dad has died. And, And part of my Christmas is missing. And I think that is subconsciously why I like to go and spend Christmas with Brian's family because there's a big hole in my Christmas traditions Yeah. because my dad was so many of those. And my favorite gift I ever got from him was one Christmas. He showed us, he, he gave us each a hand drawn picture of us. Wow. So my dad, since he was a Every single Christmas. guy, no, just that Christmas, just that oh, Christmas. Okay, okay. So every year he actually would give us a new uh, drawing after that. So he was like a pencil, like a sketch artist and really, really life. I mean, it looked just like the picture. He was really great. Wow. And uh, one year he didn't have money for gifts. And so he knew that. And so he started months before practicing and practicing and practicing. And, and maybe it was the whole year. I don't know. But he gave us each a picture. And then the next year was a picture of like Mother Teresa. Another one was a great leader of our church. And and he focused on presence as in being present for people rather than presence as in gifts. Totally. And I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier that Creating experiences around the holidays is really what the holidays are about. And whether you find yourself in a cozy flat in Barcelona and you're putting on your Christmas onesie and the music and the tree lit up, or you find yourself with a group of friends and you want to still create that experience, it's all within your power to do it. Totally. But you have to take that initiative. Yeah. And I love the idea that you say, a present can be seen in two things. It's a present that is yeah. wrapped, a gift. And when you think about the most beautiful presents that you got, most of the time it's never been something material. Yeah. For example, my godchild in Belgium, I told her, once you're 16, I'm not going to give you any more presents. I'm done with giving you a gift because you got everything yep. you want. And two weeks later, you put the gift somewhere, you never touch it again. Yep. So what I'm going to give you um, experiences from your 16th birthday. You just tell me where you want to go, what you want to do. can be a week, can be a day, can be an hour, but it has to be something that you cannot touch, not a gift. 
yeah, yeah. of course. First thing was, I want to visit New York. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> oh well, boy. That's what we did. Yeah. I said, okay, we're on a flight going to New York, and it was just an amazing experience. When she was 16, and she came home, and we we talked about it, and she talked to her friends, and oh my God, I've been in the U.S. for the first time, and I've seen New York, wow. and it gave her confidence, and it gave her like a next level of I'm not a kid anymore, I'm becoming a young adult, yeah. and. I think that's more important, those experiences yeah. than any gift that you can wrap in paper. Yeah, I think next Christmas we will do a trip, a family trip instead of presents. I mean, there's things that yeah. I'm very fortunate that if my kids need new shoes throughout the year, I can I can get them a pair of new yeah. shoes. Totally. I mean, we, we were duct taping our shoes growing up and, and Christmas was a time to really get some a, a winter coat and some boots and things that we really needed. And my kids don't need, I don't need another pair of shoes, even no. though I am getting a couple pairs for Christmas because I'm obsessed with shoes, but I want, I want experiences and I want to give my kids the gift of presence and not, I'm talking about just being yeah. there and being with them. And yeah. we are, we're setting a new family rule right now. And they, we are all collectively only having two hours of screen time in a day, which seems like a lot, but it actually can add up quite fast. And uh, we are going between one and two hours. So then we're going to be reading a book as a family and be, all these different research has come out. <clears throat> Ten year research. I think it was a $400 million research that the government did on the effects of teens and screen time and it is very very bad and the increase Green. of anxiety you don't mean like just your, yep. your phone and tv <clears throat> your ipad tv Everything. yep the whole okay. thing and especially with social media apps oh, yeah. because i actually i love when my kids watch a video like a tutorial video and then they're doing crafts or my son is watching a video on he watches a video on like he just learned a new song on the piano but that's more when i force them like you're not allowed to play a video game or you're not allowed to do anything on your devices. We are here. And when we go to dinner and when we're home, our phones are put away. We need to be showing attention to the people who are actually there oh. physically, not oh. somebody who is not there. Yeah. So those are kind of some goals that we're thinking yeah. of as the year is ending and we're coming up into a new year. So, and you know what? Um, as I told you last week, I did a couple of Christmas pre-Christmas parties and my family and my friends are really good not picking up their phones the yeah. whole night the only moments where we filmed something or went on the phone is when we went to Instagram live and it was literally 10 seconds and yep. done. and yeah. all the phones were gone the whole night not one person on a phone same with my two sisters phones the, yep. the only people who had the phone on the table were the men <laughs> but screen down and yeah. it was just there because i don't know we, but nobody picked it up nobody checked anything and after a half an hour when somebody's talking everybody is listening everybody is engaging it creates yep. completely different energy and the moment one picks up the phone boom out everybody else does oh, yeah. yeah they're out and that energy is completely gone off being together and talking about things that were 
connect it with. It's it was quite cool. And so I think it's a totally good new, new Yeah, and I think especially and that's right, especially with the holidays, really giving them the gift of you. That's a big thing. And there's a lot of people who are very important in my life and I want to spend time with them and see them and you know, creating these fun experiences together. So that's what Christmas is to me. It always Mm -hmm. is about that quality time with the people that I love and whether that's wrapped up in in caroling or we're making gingerbread houses or we're watching a Christmas movie. It's something that we really... What did you just say? Making gingerbread houses. (laughs) Wow. Can you do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, first, we hot glue the house together. We hot glue the house together. And I told my kids, the person with the most impressive gingerbread house this year gets $10. And Dane gave up a little bit into it because he saw that Bridget was dead serious about winning that $10. But everybody, we do these little houses and we have a big night where we get together. Okay. So you buy the cookies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We tried to make them a long. No, no. We buy the cookies. We buy the frosting. We buy everything that goes with it. But let me tell you, there's a lot of things that you can buy. What you can't buy is me. So I am the unbakeable gift. Actually, we can. In 2019, we just got to come to the fun road training. Absolutely. I am so excited about 2019. And let me tell you guys, we're starting something new. We are starting a hashtag, my fun road. Mm-hmm. And we want you to share with us how the fun road is your fun road. Exactly. And that can be sitting with friends, listening to the podcast. You can use the hashtag, my fun road, and how you are applying these things into your life and really making a difference for yourself. Yeah. So, so we're, we want to start or- a movement. Yeah, Ooh, 2019, we starting the fun road movement. So even That's if right. you're training, listen to the podcast, and there's something that helps you to take a next step to be more confident about something, we want you to film it, take a picture of it, and hashtag it, my fun road. So for example, today somebody, and I'm going to share this on our Instagram page, but she sent me a message and she said, your podcast is helping me be more kind and loving to myself. Wow. That's now so cool. in a world where we can be doing a lot of good, that is the kind of response that I want to hear. I mean, that just made my day completely. Yeah. And you had a very similar experience as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of, I mean, we're working for a big company and uh, we're trainers for that company. And one of the girls that I know, she would love to be a trainer, but she didn't have the confidence. And they're hiring actually new trainers. So she didn't feel confident enough to do it. And then she listened to our podcast and she said, wow, the two of you just pulled me through. And because of <laughs> what you said, I just got energy and I was just so confident and I did it. And she got the position. I mean, she didn't just do it. She didn't just do the addition. She actually got the trainer spot as well. So I think those are the best compliments we can get, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah. one of the one of the rules of life that I've applied to myself is you won't ever get what you don't ask for. Mm. So even if you feel like, Oh, I don't think that is for me. Okay. Well, you will never know unless you ask for it. 
So my daughter is in a musical. She's in a play. And she just told me this cool story about this girl who went to New York and somehow bumped into one of the main people in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. This is a long time ago. And she said, I want to be in that play. I want to be one of the wives. And he said, okay, well, and he gave her where she could go and audition. And she did it. But taking that initiative and all it takes is just a few seconds of bravery to spit the words out and to do it. I mean, what do you have to lose? And you have everything to gain. Exactly. I like that. And you know, another thing that I like, if people offer help, take it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It used to be so much. No, no, I can do that by myself. I can do it by myself. A little prideful. Oh, yeah. But I realized the moment I accepted people's help, I gained more confidence. I got to my goal faster. And there's also something that I think is very funny. When people offer something, you just say, thank you. You grab it and you shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember traveling with my niece in an airplane and they came and we're I think we got like upgraded for a higher class again oh you are such a flying snob anyway (laughs) anyway so I think they came for a drink with nuts and they want to offer it to uh, my niece I say no thank you and I look at her I said Whatever happens when people offer, take it. Yeah, you take it. Even if you don't want it, you take it. So, you put it in your bag, and you're so grateful that you said yes to those little nuts. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I, re- you know, I grab anything that's free. Yeah, and I realize that she says, "Oh yeah, you do." I realize <laughs> that many times in life, she said no because she thinks saying yes is gonna give her that. Um, status of oh, she just grabs whatever is free or you know yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to word it but do you know that there's actually like a stigma on that when people on flights they feel like mm, I don't need those snacks it's almost like yeah you don't want to be the person that's just eating a bunch of snacks on the flight but I mean you pay for the snacks in advice in advance when you bought that flight you want to offer me free snacks okay how many can I take because I spent a lot of money on this flight <laughs> and uh, can I get four of each, please? Because at least that will give me to my next meal for free. Totally. So another little tip, my last little tip on flying, whenever they offer you a drink, what do I always say, Steve? I want a cup of ice and a full can. No, I want a cup of ice. Yeah. So when they give you just one swig of a drink, I'm like, okay, yet again, I prepaid for that drink with the purchase of my flight. So I say, I would like a cup of ice and a Diet Coke, please. A can of Diet Coke or a can of Fresco or a can of whatever. But please do not give me just one sip. I want a whole can of Diet. (laughs) Diet Coke, Diet do. Diet Fresco. You know, Fresco is naturally Diet. Really? Yeah, it will ne- never has a diet Fresca because Fresca is a zero calorie drink. Yeah. It's a diet. It's a diet drink. This brings me to a couple of the, um, how do you say that? 2019 resolutions? No. Yes. Yeah. Goals, you- resolutions, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And I think one of the resolutions for all the people listening to this podcast is. Taking a live training of the fun road to success. 
I mean, we're coming. That's right. Now, the fifth of January, so that's going to be amazing. But if you miss, it is on- going to be. Oh my gosh! In my hometown, it's almost sold out. So yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. thrilled about that. And if you can't make that one, you can find all the other trainings online. You just go to thefunroad.com or cassandsteve.com and find a training near you. All right. And make sure you share your experiences with the hashtag MyFunRoad because these are very small tips that make a big difference in life and you have to make it your own. So take ownership of that. Make it my fun road. Exactly. And hashtag us at Cass and Steve. Subscribe for the podcast and we'll see you in one of our live trainings. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Uh Goodbye. Uh (laughs) You were going to correct me and I did it. Goodbye now. That's a good one. (laughs) Okay. Bye.